Welcome to Confidently Weird. I'm JJ. And I'm Bull. And this is your podcast for all things curious and cryptic, mysterious and bizarre, eerie and unusual. Sit back and relax as we delve into our very own world of weird. Hey guys. Hi. So today, gonna be a little different again. Um, we're sort of finding our groove and also we're gonna do different things all the time probably but in a good way for today's episode we interviewed a longtime friend um i have known her since college me jj uh i've known her for about what 14 years now ish yeah, yeah it was a little after we started dating yeah um, but it's been a long time. We've both known her for a long time. Um, she is trustworthy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and we're going to, we interviewed her and we're going to kind of go back and discuss the situations. So. And reflect on them. Yeah. So, uh, first we're going to clip into parts of the interview and uh, then it'll come back to us so here we go okay so um, I'm calling uh, the group of people that I'm referring to here I'm calling them visionaries so the categories being uh, things like clairvoyant Mm -hmm. having or claiming to have the power of seeing objects or actions beyond the range of natural vision psychic Uh, Outside of natural or scientific knowledge, spiritual, um, of or relating to some apparently non-physical force or energy, sensitive to influences or forces of a non-physical or supernatural nature, or as a noun, a person who is allegedly sensitive to psychic influences or focus, forces, Um, or a medium as a person through whom the spirits of the dead are alleged to be able to contact the living. And for the record, incidentally, medium in every other context is something that always conveys or like something in between. So medium as a size is in between small and large, right? But also medium when you're referring to things like paint or television or journalism, they are a medium, a way to convey things. And I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. Because a medium as a person is also a way to convey things. That is true. I just thought it was neat. So that bit was just um, kind of me getting it out of the way of definitions and whatnot. Yeah. Um, just intro, basically, to the definitions. Yeah. A little bit. We labeled some of these JJ Rambles. Um accurate but (laughs) but it's it's stuff that i think is neat so and pertinent and pertinent right not just random Mm -hmm. yeah so uh next we're going to come back into her um sort of introduction her story uh she's going to tell you about her life and the things that have happened um before we get into questions so here she is Over the years, I've grown more comfortable with who I am, Um, and it made me more of 
appreciate how I was born. You know, some people acquire ESP um, through unnatural ways, and some people are just born that way. Hi. Hi. Um, when you were discussing, you know, the different things of visionaries, mm. um, three things came up for me, and I don't know which one you want me to discuss. Um, I have always been kind of like an empath, well, not kind of, empath, um, which it, it took me a while to accept that. Like I said, unlike some people who tries to find their third eye or open the door, I've spent my whole life trying to close mine or keep it cracked, in a sense. Um, growing up as a child, it was difficult because being born knowing you're different and trying to pretend to be normal, um, it was difficult because it's like, it's easier to wait for somebody to ask you the question versus answering them. Mm -hmm. Um, the other thing is, I always called it foresight or people call it premonition. For me, foresight is a perfectly valid. Yeah. It's, uh, always been unusual because when people think of it they think of like Wednesday of the new show or you know she has this vision and it's like you can she knows exactly what's gonna you know she sees what's gonna happen and she knows it's gonna happen and she knows when it's occurring or you have like that's so raven where you know she touched <laughs> something and she has this vision and somehow it plays out right and you think that's how it goes mm -hmm. for me for the most part I don't know what's happening until it's happening and I go, oh, and when I was younger as a kid, I'm like, wow, this seems like really extreme deja vu. And then as I got older, I realized it's because I had seen the exact same before, where it was like, I remember one time distinctly when we were kids, we were driving in the car, my mom was driving, my sister in the front seat, I was in the back. They had made a joke, ha, ha, ha. And I'm like, this happened before. Mm -hmm. And then we were talking about this exact what happened before. I'm like, look. That red car is going to be stopped right there. And that red car behind him is going to get, yeah, it's going to hump. And it happened. They were like, what? How did she know? I'm like, look, turn the radio. Watch that radio. You're going to turn the radio. And it's going to be such and such a song on the radio. And so when it happened, they both just kind of turned and looked back at me. And I've gotten so accustomed to that stare when I was a kid that I immediately knew that I messed up. Mm. And it's like okay, now like I don't want to creep out my own family or still think I'm weird. But at that moment, I realized, okay, I, I can't always share when something's happening. But as a kid, I never know when I'm having a vision. I only know when it happens. Like, I'm waiting for a bus, and I see the bus coming by, and I'm running down because I need to catch the bus. When I get there, there's no bus. I'm like, I just seen the bus. I seen the bus number. This bus was just here, and literally, like, a minute later, there's the bus. So it could be years in the future. It could be a minute in the future. And I just never know when it's happening. Okay. So basically this was um, just our friends look into her foresight and premonition. Um, she calls it foresight. Uh, we want to apologize for... The, all the background noise, the kids, the critters, the phones. Uh, we did not have much control over where we were just because we were at our friend's house and there was a lot going on that day. We'd also like to put out a trigger warning for the following segment. 
there will be mention of loss of child and if this is not okay with you please skip ahead 30 seconds as much as i wish i knew it was going to happen and i feel like i did and i wish i didn't but i see me losing my son years before it happened so when i actually did lose him it hurt but at the same time, I seen it, and I prayed that that wasn't a real vision, and it was. Um, there's another one where I think it's a vision, but it hasn't happened yet, and I'm praying that it's not. But I don't know until it happens. And it's not something where I know it's going to happen. I can try to alter the course of the future. So for me, foresight is stupid. You can't change it. I can't change it, and I don't know when it's going to happen. And when I, I don't know it's happening until it's actually happening. And so, like, what's the freaking point? Yeah. Um. So that one's completely useless for me. Doesn't always come with a point. No. Like, empath, you know, it's better to understand other people and understand their feelings. Because you can, like, okay, I understand how you feel because I can feel what you're feeling, more or less. Um, foresight is stupid. Hate foresight. Yeah. Um, and it just alienates you to make you look weird. Well, for the record, if we haven't made it clear, if you, like, you're allowed to share with us. Okay. If you are comfortable. If you're comfortable. Right. Yeah. I've always felt comfortable with you guys. Yeah, but I mean, don't make yourself uncomfortable to tell us something. If... So, for the record, of course, um, that was a difficult thing to discuss um we will not be taking any critiques on our friends uh childbearing at this time or ever and if you would take the time out of your day to make those critiques i suggest you leave because you are not needed here okay um but any of you who aren't one of those people um obviously you could understand where this would be a difficult conversation for her to have um and a difficult vision for her to have um she's never wanted anything more than being a mother um and it just absolutely horrifying um, it was a very, very hard time. Mm. Um, I can't imagine what she was going through <clears throat> having had that vision. I can understand why she wouldn't, but that is why we, uh, put out there that she's allowed to talk to us. Mm -hmm. I mean, she should know that. She's our friend. But, <laughs> yeah. About um, deeper subjects. Mm hmm And stuff that people think is weird because, well, there's a reason we're here, right? So, yeah, let's... All right, first question. What do you consider yourself? Any of those words that I said, or is there something else that you... Um... Other than empath. Like, we got that. I was born gifted okay um i want to make that distinction is that i didn't choose 
they have abilities. I didn't seek out abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just, I was born unique. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I would agree that I was definitely a nickel child, mm-hmm. which I guess, in the sense I still am, not though I'm not a child anymore. Um, and your definition of visionary, I would say I, I would fit your definition of visionary as well. Yeah. I thought that was a really encompassing word. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but one that you use often with us is sensitive. Yes. It's not really a title. It's just... Yeah, it's just the essence of who I am. Um, it's not like something you can just, you know, turn on and turn off. It's just part of you. Yeah. So at this point, I just wanted to interject and give you guys a definition of indigo child or indigo children. Um, indigo children, according to a pseudoscientific new age concept, are children who are believed to possess special, unusual, and sometimes supernatural traits or abilities. When did you personally realize that you were a visionary or sensitive? Um, was it through your own realization or being told? I would say it's kind of 50-50. Like, I've always known that I've always known that I was different than other people and that there are some things that I have to live home from other people or pretend, I guess, to be normal. Um, I learned that through trial and error through myself and I will say easily by the time I was eight I knew that I was different um and then I was learning vastly to subdue I guess myself in some sense um other things as I got older I realized that we're also different um being called an indigo child or having ESP as they were you know extrasensory perception those titles and definitions I learned as I got older um, and more so seeking out, well, for me, I found out more about who I was by trying to figure out how to turn or shut the door off. I wanted to be normal. I was tired of being who I was. Yeah. And so I was seeking a way to stop it. Uh, I was afraid I was possessed. I was afraid I was evil. I grew up saying that people who were witches or witch doctors or had these powers were devil worshippers, and I was never that person. And it was through my own research I realized that obviously that's not the case. Yeah. Um, but also it taught me how to more or less accept who I am, but to other also better control who I am as well. Mm. So both were the years. Okay. <clears throat> so was that like your first foray into I don't want to be like this, was it like five years old or like? Yeah, it was pretty early on. Um, I remember back when I was like four or five. Um, every, everybody say that children in general are more sensitive than adults. Yeah, definitely. So as a sensitive person, you're hypersensitive as children. Where I used to, and I'll remind you, I don't have, you don't have strong memory when you're four or five. Right, but I knew enough not to talk to the invisible people around my family. <laughs> so you know, not that crazy. You know, you you learn enough. Um, I don't see the invisible people anymore. I don't talk to them anymore. But yeah. my family used to tell me how they used to walk in on me all the time with my imaginary friends and things like that. Um, once I got to grade school, 
I learned to, which is probably why I always wait to say something before I talk. I learned very early on that apparently like, uh, it's easier to make friends when you wait for them to ask you the question before you answer it. You won't get as many weird stares. So very early on, I would say like four or five, definitely around six for sure. By then, club in school that I learned how to. <laughs> Try not to anticipate someone saying hi. Yes. You know. <laughs> oh, the phone's boxing ring. Ring, ring. <laughs> yeah. So I, I feel like that's really, um, unfortunate like having something to want to change so strongly about yourself from such a young age I agree it it just it it does kind of stink but at the same time you know kids are cruel yeah and wanting to be just like everyone else Mm. in that sense you know I I can understand that yeah and we have to learn and grow Mm mm-hmm and I feel like there's a lot of us that can relate to yeah. having something about ourselves that we want different from just mm-hmm. about day one. <laughs> yeah, and some people, you know, wish the opposite. They wish they could communicate with people beyond. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, it, it it's kind of like a six and one half dozen in the other. Yeah. You know, some people would kill for... Or hopefully not kill, but, you know, some people (laughs) would desperately want to be able to do what our friend could Mm do. And then you've got our friend and probably other people who just wanted to fit in at a young age. Yeah. I feel like it's very similar to having freckles or curly hair. If you Mm -hmm. have them, you don't want them. And if you don't have them, you don't have them, you do want them. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, it's it's a hard place to be. I feel mm-hmm. like the grass is always greener, right? No matter which side you're on. Yeah. 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 It's, I, it's probably just the lighting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the way the sunlight's hitting it. Yeah. Well, let's see what this next bit is about. <clears throat> so once you realized it, once you had a grasp on what it was... Did you, did you then realize like, oh, I was doing this as a child? Yeah. Um, as I got older and learned more, that's when it really clicked. Like, wow, like that's what that was when I was younger or, you know, it's, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, but as yeah. <laughs> you get older, you get more mature and you get better ways of thinking. And then looking back at your childhood, there's a lot of times where it's like, Aha. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what that was. Oh, that memory. Oh, oh that has a d- whole different light. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's funny how things like that come up, huh? <laughs> um, the same way is, you know, as I grew more into myself and understanding who I was and my abilities, that I can use those same memories. And when I was ready to tell my family, because, you know, I tried telling my family when I was younger and they were not very receptive. Or that, oh, she's just a kid. She's playing around with attention. Yeah. But then when I became older and an adult, you know, when I'm coming to you again about this is who I am, I can use those same memories that they're, they're memories too, but I can now show them that memory in a different light to make them realize that as a kid, when I say these things, now as an adult, I can explain them better than as a child 
that my family actually finally understood that I was not lying mm -hmm. and that, you know, I was born different. So, like, you remember my imaginary friend? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that kind of thing. Remember that time I screamed and, like, like I was, like, so scared and frightened and, like, you didn't know what's wrong with me? Well, now <laughs> I can tell you what happened. Yeah. <clears throat> yes, again, hindsight's twenty twenty. <laughs> So having the ability to go back and, and, and like, grown up and, and be like, oh, by the way, that's um, kind of wild, right? Yeah, it, it just, yeah, being able to remember that and not have it be so suppressed yeah, is, like you said, pretty wild. It, it just, it, it's nice that she recognized as an mm -hmm. adult the things she experienced as a kid. Right. Yeah, and, that she and that she grow grew from it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. And like that she doesn't think that her imaginary friend was just an imaginary friend. Mm -hmm. When um, we know the story that she, I don't think she mentioned it in our interview, but she definitely just had a little girl that she talked to, um, a lot mm -hmm. when she was a kid, yeah. and um, the little girl was was not there. Mm -hmm. but also not imaginary. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that's pretty, pretty cool to be able to go back and actually still retain the memories. Yeah, for sure. I mean, she was old enough where she would remember at that point. Like four or five. Yeah, but I mean... You yeah, start remembering people. around three, depending. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, it's nice that she does remember. Yeah, it's that. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's see what our next question brings. Does it run in your family? Yes, it does run in my family. Um, I did not know it ran in my family until I was much older. Um and uh, I guess back, well, I'm mostly Native American. I guess um, that helps me not be a cone hill back in the day because I guess they were more so empaths or try to help and stuff. My, um, rest her soul, my aunt Brenda is the one who, uh, I don't know if you want a story time, but I remember just distinctly we were driving off to college for the first time. It was me my mother and her and I was in the back seat. my mother had those off to sleep and me and her was just in our own thoughts and she started talking out loud she didn't say my name but obviously she's talking to me because I'm the only one awake and she was like she told me the story about our family and mother healers and how there are people in our family who are born especially we're born with this gene of she was like sight everybody's sight is different and, you know going through life you might think that you're different or abnormal and she said you're just blessed and you've been kissed by God and you, didn't, you're, you're, you know you have such a strong heart and abilities that you know it comes on a way to help others and she was like I don't want you to ever feel like you're alone because you're not you know you've just been chosen or blessed by our ancestors to carry on that she said it was a long time <laughs> ago but I never knew she knew I was different I always tried really hard to like be normal and it was my first time it was like I didn't say anything to her back. Obviously she knew I heard her, but it was my first time where I really thought like, wow, like and as I got older I realized that 
my mom started telling me stories about, oh, yeah, yeah. And then now she's thinking back, oh, yeah, you're almost like this and like that. And I really wish I had more of a depth conversation with her before she passed away about it. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad I haven't told him yet, my nephew is very much like his TT in some ways. I'm not surprised by that. And I, I do think he has the gene. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I, um, if I had to point at anyone in your family that I would say was like you, it would be him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely her nephew. Mm-hmm. He he definitely uh, is 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 one that comes off the way that she does. Yeah, and for the record, we blurbed his name or took we did. it out just for anonymity's sake. Right, we're not saying our friend's name. Um, if you know, you know. If you don't, you don't need to. Right. Um, and any other names that she said because she totally did will be just clipped out. Mm-hmm. So. Um, but yeah, her nephew, I I believe I've met once. Mm-hmm. And they are very similar in a lot of ways. Yeah, he's very sensitive kid. Um, very. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. If you're hearing my friend here, if you can tell the kind of person she is, that's how he is. He mm-hmm. just. I don't know how to how to describe it. It's just it's, a, a it's like a mini me kind of situation. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's a feeling. Yeah. Um. But I'm not, I don't know if I am surprised that it runs in her family. Um, I'm definitely not. With yeah. how strong her yeah, her um, is. sensitivity is, it's just, it, it feels like it's been building generation after generation. Like That it, makes sense. Yeah. Like it just keeps getting stronger and stronger. Mm-hmm. And I know that there's a lot of um, lore and, lore is the wrong word, but... Native American culture. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not in any way an expert or anything. And, you know, please, if anyone wants to talk to me about that, I would love to do another interview about that sort of thing. Um, but I, I have a feeling that, you know, coming from that sort of background, there's there's more to be said in the mm-hmm. past. Um, and it's really unfortunate she didn't get a, a chance to talk to her aunt more. Yeah, that really is too bad. You know, like, whenever something like that happens, there's always regrets that you don't talk more. And Yeah, there's unfor- always more to be said. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, she, she didn't get a chance to mm-hmm. go more in depth, but... You know, at least she found out what she did from her, too, you know? Yeah, it's good that she did talk at all. Yeah, (laughs) that she mentioned it at least the one time. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, I do wish that they had had a chance to talk more. It would be... I mean, I'm sure it would be good for her, but also interesting for us. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I also think that's one of the reasons, like... Um, I don't know if the birds will ever fly together or whatever, but Marcia, you know, we've been best friends. Mm-hmm. This year we 30 years. And as little girls, we didn't realize it until we got older, but she's also a sensitive. Mm-hmm. And there's times when we were so close when we were small children that I think we were sitting and playing and quiet. But we were just having a full conversation, not realizing we weren't saying anything. Right? And every now and then we'll just say a word. My sister was walking. She said, y'all really just sitting here, just looking at each other, just being quiet. We're like, what? We're we're talking. And we didn't realize that we weren't talking. You're having a conversation, but you're not. We wouldn't, we didn't realize. We were like seven, you know? 
Um, that's great, actually. <laughs> She's like, there are, we just are doing it. Just had noodles in their minds again. <laughs> Little weirdos are on another plane of existence. Yeah. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Very. I'm amused by this, to be honest. It, it's very twin-like, and because yeah. they've, and I believe it was said that they've been friends for over 30 years. Yeah. You know, that's hilarious to me <laughs> that is. they're sitting, just hanging out, not saying a <laughs> word, but having full-blown conversations in their minds. Yes, I think that is absolutely hilarious. Can you imagine, like, like being the babysitter, right? The older mm-hmm. sister, and just being like... They're being real quiet and go in there and they're just kind of staring at each other. <laughs> like, what are you guys doing? Right? <laughs> I just think that's so funny. Like, mm-hmm. that behavior is almost expected of twins. Mm-hmm. Almost. Yeah, it's common yeah. anyway with yeah. them. Not necessarily expected, but very common. Yeah, but that you're right. That is just hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> how weird. So, definitely her friend is sensitive yeah. as she put it too and mm-hmm. so i and she said too you know birds of a feather flock together yes so whether it's related or it, whether it, it's through blood mm-hmm. or you know through close friends right found family yeah found family thank you it just it, it it's strong yeah when you know someone too. Yeah, it's like the absolutely horrific amount of times we say the exact same thing at the exact same time, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then generally like hit each other because that is horrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because we'll do it like three, four, five times in a row. We will, and, and just yeah, and it's like ew, ew, stop, stop, yeah, stop get stop. out of my mind. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, but we do this all the time. Yeah, so. but I mean to be doing it not intentionally like for Mm -hmm. our friends but like not doing it intentionally but still doing it 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 yeah like we do it unintentionally yeah they weren't doing it on purpose but they were doing it still but having naturally yes thank you i was having a hard time coming up with that but yes it was coming natural to them yeah and there is like, a lot of times you'll say, oh, we're on the same wavelength, or we're, mm. you know... Um, Compatible, or... Yeah, but there's this thing where, and it, sure, it's a little bit body language, and a little bit, I just know you that well, mm-hmm. but there's this thing where, you know, if you know someone, if you've been around or with someone for years and years and years, you just have to look at them. Mm-hmm. You know, you can read it's like micro expressions yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and you know micro expressions and intuition and stuff you don't do that on purpose Mm -hmm. so there is a level of you know is this esp or is this just a level of familiarity Mm -hmm. that's um that's just that strong Mm -hmm. but i mean these are seven-year-olds too right Um, (laughs) Right, but. yeah, seven-year-olds who roughly, uh, well, they've known each other most of their lives, like the m- very majority of their lives. Yeah, I think 30 if, years. if it's been 30 years, then they've 
they were four or five. Yeah, I think so when I they think, first met. Like, I probably that, kindergarten or first grade, maybe. Yeah, I think that our friend's friend is the same age as her. Yeah. Um, I don't know her super well. Right, and but they're a little older met. than us. Yeah, just barely. So, but like, yeah. a year older. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it, it just... It, it's funny to me. <laughs> it's very interesting. Yeah. Uh, I think that it's definitely worthwhile and we're definitely going to do at least an episode on ESP and mm-hmm. or not ESP so much as um intuition and intuition some the the, the um the sort of phenomenon of being able to read someone that well. Yeah. Um and mm-hmm. you know the difference between micro expressions and being in someone's head yeah mind reading and things like right. that almost yeah. yeah um i think that would be fun but in this point it is an interesting thought mm-hmm. to to have yeah <laughs> and it makes you wonder how you know if they had only known each other for say three years at that point mm. how long if they'd known each other from birth, how how would that have happened? Yeah. Or if they'd met later in life, how would that have worked out, too? Right. And it, as they are now, are they more connected? Or because they're adults, have they disconnected? Just because children that, are so sensitive. Right. And not that yeah. they've disconnected. They're still very, very close. Yeah. But, um, you know, is there still... Could they still do that if they... Tried. Subconsciously or... Oh. uh, Like, I I was thinking, could they still do that if they subconsciously tried? Mm -hmm. Like, if they're just sitting, talking, like, in a room, not talking, are they mind-talking, you know? Yeah. Or carrying on a a conversation without talking. Yeah. Or texting, as it it would be today. Back in the day, they didn't have that type of technology. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I mean, like, with, with you, mm-hmm. with my mother, my aunt, uh, my grandmother. Your great aunt. My, yeah, my great aunts. Any of those people, just about, I could look at and communicate. Mm-hmm. Even your cousin, uh, your oldest. my cousins. Yeah. yeah, but I meant your oldest uh, the, woman uh, the, cousin. The, Sorry, female cousin. <laughs> Woman. <laughs> well, she, she is. I know, but it's weird. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, like, I well, didn't want to say girl. Other <laughs> eldest cousin as well is yeah, quite sensitive. That's true. Don't tell him. We'll get into that another day. We will. But, yeah, I get it. I don't yeah. have that in my family so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I never really did. Even yeah. when growing up and stuff. I, it's a long story that I don't want to get into, but... Unnecessary. Yeah, but I... I, I don't have that now. Mm-hmm. So, I think it just... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, my family is very, very close, and also, mm-hmm. um, I think a lot of us are sensitive. I think a lot of us have blocked it out. Mm-hmm. Not but, naming any names. Right. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but again, an, a story for another day. Yes, a story for another day. We've got lots of those coming, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. stay tuned. Um, anyway, let's get back to our friend's story. Sounds good. Yeah. We don't have much history that's passed out mm-hmm. in my family. Um, so unfortunately, I don't have much to go on. And of course, I 
will never have biological children. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I can pass it on. At the same time, I don't know if I will want to either. Yeah. So uh, one of those things, it's a blessing and a curse. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so I know we just stopped to talk for a minute, but um, I wanted to basically just say how it is a little unfortunate how it's ending with her branch of the tree, of the family tree, the, Mm -hmm. you know, sensitivity and stuff. Biologically. Biologically. But at the same time, as we're about to go into, uh, I believe that um, Mm -hmm. her nephew... Yeah. We, we had discussed that. Her nephew, um, who is her, her sister's son, right. you know, is sensitive too. So it will continue as long as, biologically, as long as the lines go. Yeah, so technically she will never continue the line of sensitivity herself but Mm -hmm. she does have biological nephews from both her sister and brother oh that's true um i don't know if her brother or her brother's children Mm -hmm. are um sensitive in any way but we do know that the one boy Mm -hmm. that i know Mm -hmm. is um yeah pretty sure he's he's got it got something yeah (laughs) um but i i just wanted to say that you know you Mm -hmm. know like that as you and her were saying, it is a blessing and a curse. At yeah. the same time, she won't be able to pass it on, but maybe that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Her Because maybe next generation from her mm-hmm. would have been a negative one. Right. So, or even stronger than hers, which was right. a lot for her to deal with. Growing up, when she was young, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And her kids... Um, won't have to deal with that no Um, which you know that's the bright side of this that's the silver lining well i mean hopefully they won't maybe they've got it themselves too that's true because different never know yeah Mm -hmm. and it could be you know nature versus nurture too you know like yeah maybe because our friend is so open well not so open but open enough now she's become more open yes (laughs) that her kids can come to her yeah. And be like, Mom, you know, this happened to me today. And she can explain. Yeah, that, that would be great. Yeah, it would. It, it would be really great if they're sensitive like that. Yeah. And because our friend is one of those moms that, you know, they fall, you're all right type thing. <laughs> She's you know, dust, dust yourself off, you're fine. But at the same time, she is very understanding when... There is a problem. Yeah. Truth told, if you wanted a parenting model, I think she's it. Yeah, exactly. And I've told her that a hundred times, and she's always very like, oh, thanks, you know. eh." (laughs) Just kind of brushes it off. But (laughs) But it's true. It is. And she's such a great mom that, you know, she'd be completely open to her kids coming to her about something like that and Mm -hmm. can sit them down or you know even if they don't have experiences like that Uh she can sit down with them one day and 
just you know tell about her journey yeah exactly tell about her mm-hmm. story and stuff so i will tell you straightforward that first one mm-hmm. i am pretty <laughs> positive has got nothing like we do going for it i'm pretty sure too <laughs> I I'm pretty sure, yeah. I think he's a pretty straightforward kid. Yes, I agree. <laughs> yes, uh, I, I completely agree with that. Yeah. But the second one, you know, it's a little iffy. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll see how everything goes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, you there, never know in the future. That's the thing with kids, mm-hmm. right? There's always stuff to find out. Yeah, as you go, and each one is different. Yeah. So, Yeah. But, okay, we can get back to this. I just wanted that little clip it to discuss before I forgot anything. Yeah, absolutely. And my sister, she fully is aware and acknowledged that she was the one who first called me on the go child. Like, she came to me one day and she had like, this whole entire thing set up where she's done her research and her programs and she's like, this is, her, this is what you are, okay? Like, she was coming to me like... I know what's wrong with you kind of thing. Like your whole oh, entire no. life. Not what's wrong with you, but she was like, I finally figured I have you an out. answer for you. She was just, because she was going on her own, trying to figure out who she was journey. And doing that, she was pulling up Indigo children. And, you know, she was looking, you know, not necessarily look up, but different specialities and the moon and the rocks. And then, you know, she was doing that whole journey herself. Knowing her research, she came across all these things and it just made her think of me and my childhood. And she started down this rabbit hole of like, the, the things that point to her sister. Yeah. And so she put stuff together and she's like, oh my God, this is my sister. So she came to me one day and she was like, I need to have this conversation with you. And she was just like, and I'm sitting there like, yeah, no. Why <laughs> <laughs> did you never tell me? I'm like, I tried. You thought I was crazy. Or, you know, she was like, oh my. So now she want to hear all about it. I want to hear, being I wanna your... hear you. And she was mad at me for a long time, time because Sorry. I never embraced it. Mm. And how I told her, oh, I used to be very strong. I used to be too strong. I used to can't stand it. And how I spent a lot of time trying to close that door. And she's like, why would you do that? It's a God-given gift. You know how much you can do to help people? Do you know how how great you could be? Like, you could be one of the greatest. And you're just, you're throwing your gift away. If, if, if it was me, if I was the one who had it, I'm like, you say that because you weren't, you're, you're not. Yeah. You say that because you don't know what it's like. Yeah. Yeah, she wasn't mad at me for like, oh, maybe you should try to like refocus and try to like reopen it. I'm like, no, for once in my life right now, how I am, it's manageable. I'm still me, but it's where I can live how I want to live my life. And I have my friends and I'm still uniquely me. But it's like, I don't know. Everybody's different. Everybody will have their own opinions about it. But for me, I'm happy to where I'm at at this point. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy I closed that door. It's not closed. But I'm happy I, I, I went from open to crack that door. Yeah. But at the same time, I've had that door closed once and it was horrible. Okay. And um, having that door fully closed, I think I will lose the essence of who I am. Because it's who I was, how I was born. So. Yeah. Sorry, that was a long tangent. No, it's okay. That's sort of what this is about. Okay. Um, so your sister want, wants it, like, full, but you were overwhelmed. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think she's trying to find a way to acquire her third eye, whatever they call it. I don't... Open the third oh, eye. I don't, like, I don't understand the third eye thing. I never researched it enough to understand that kind of stuff, because, like, when you have it, it's not like I'm going to try to, like, hey, like, I don't know. It's weird to explain, at least for me. 
I um. I think your your spirit is, for lack of a better way to put it, but I think that your spirit is so open mm-hmm. that to even think about trying to open it further would just be yeah pointless. But, it would be overwhelming. Yeah, but for someone who feels maybe spiritually closed or closed off, yeah, opening right maybe that you know third eye could be compared to your door that you had to try to close a lot yeah that could definitely be it because you know she i think i think everybody is looking for a way to be special or unique right Mm -hmm. but when you're too special and too unique and then you're just how do i be normal right and my whole entire life it was like quest to be normal and everyone's like who wants to be normal i'm like people who are alone so that last sentence um really has gotten both of us each time we've heard it which um you know through editing we hear it a couple of times but uh it's really sad it is and you can tell like i mean we know her um but you can feel how real it is and it was in the past yeah how lonely it can be Mm mm-hmm yeah yeah and I mean, both of us know mm-hmm. how lonely it is to be different. Yeah. But it just, I'm, I'm sure that some of y'all heard that. Mm-hmm. Just how poignant that sentence was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but getting to her sister, mm-hmm. um, you know, she, she was pushing her to want to accept the uh, gift and everything but the thing is everybody's different yeah not all gifts are the same Mm -hmm. and not all gifts are good right and that's not to say that our friend has a negative gift exactly and you know some people might have taken to it a little differently but it's it's not done her any good Mm -mm. not really no no, it, it it's as as she puts it, it's pointless. Yeah. To her, because she can't change anything. What's going to happen is going to happen. She just foresees it. Yeah. And there is going to be more um, about it, but it's mm-hmm. it it's not it's not useful to mm-hmm. her. It's right. just mostly it's just troublesome. And probably stressful, too. Yeah. You know, certain situations. Definitely stressful when she was younger. Yeah. But I I feel like because her sister is, to put it a little harshly, spiritually inadequate. Mm. Or closed off. Or closed off. That that's why she was pushing our friend so hard. Mm -hmm. That... She may have wanted it, but didn't carry it. Like, she didn't have it. She could carry it, like, a genetic thing. Yeah. And it may skip her, but she's got the... Her son is the one that we discussed earlier. Right. So, like, it is unfortunate for her that she's not more open, but I feel like there are ways to open yourself up to things to learn how to right yeah Yeah. where i feel like 
it might be harder to start off open. Right. You know? Right, yeah. Um, like, we know that our friend had a hard time as a child. Mm-hmm. And I think it's probably better off learning um, learning to handle stuff like that, learning to speak, hear, see, um, you know, older, where you have the emotional maturity to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Especially if there's a negative thing to attach to something, yeah, too. Yeah, for sure. Like, if you're five years old and see something or know of something otherworldly that is terrifying, you might not have the capability to, you know, cope with that. Yeah. Whereas if you're 15 or, you know, older at 30. least, 30, 50, 100, whatever, you... you are more apt to be emotionally capable to handle something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully you're at a place where you're emotionally stable and Mm -hmm. can deal with something like that and not wind up selling your firstborn to a demon. Right. Exactly. By accident. Yeah. Accidentally. That is not, um, if anyone understands the reference, mm-hmm. it is not a shot in any way. No. It is simply that's what happens when you mess around with the occult when you are a child. Yes. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Like, as humans, we're social creatures. You want to be accepted and loved by others, and sometimes things get in the way where people know that you're different and don't accept you. Yeah, and it can take a long, long time to find people who do, or find people, to find your people. People yeah. that are weird enough to... Accept to, your weirdness. Yeah, accept your okay. weirdness. You have to find people with equal level, levels of weird to so. be around. And you have to accept yourself. And yeah. it's hard to... It's hard to do that. that that's that got to take at least, like, 28 years. <laughs> Somewhere around there. <laughs> Somewhere in the high 20s, early, yeah, it was, low 30s. It wasn't until college that I started to even attempt to understand myself enough yeah. to set myself. That sounds familiar. And by that time, I had closed the door a lot. Yeah. So this, uh, we got a little jokey, but it is important to find your people. Mm-hmm. And yourself. And yourself, yeah. It's important to learn who you are and to be that person, because... Mm-hmm. No one should define who you are. No one else. Mm-mm. And society should not define who you are. Accepting yourself is very important. Definitely. And it doesn't matter when you do it as yeah. long as you get there. Mm-hmm. Like, the journey might be hard, but it's well worth it if you accept yourself in the end. It is. It is. And, you know, there might be... You do have to accept yourself, but there's always room for improvement, too. Well, yeah, of you course. You go on a journey to self-improvement. Our friend went on her own little journey to try to um, to close herself off some. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and was able to accept where she was after that. Right. And uh, we may get to it next episode. Yep. This is going to be the last segment of this one. This mm. is a part two. Or this is part one. Part one of two. Yep. Um, but when she finally learned how to manage and accept 
her gift, she described it as her initially shutting the door, mm-hmm. but now she leaves it slightly open. Right. So it's not closed off and it's not all rushing in at once. It has to kind of trickle in. Right. She needed moderation. Yes, exactly. And I think, you know, she's in a good, decent place as far as we know. Yeah. For that. But she had to learn how to manage and like Mm -hmm. balance everything. And her door is ajar, but um, that doesn't make it the right way for everyone else. It's yeah. specifically her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's definitely still moments, events, places mm-hmm. that are still overwhelming. Yeah. Um, for her, I mean, that's, that could be said for anyone, mm-hmm. but in a different way Yeah. for her, it's... Mm-hmm. Um, spiritually overwhelming, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll, uh, we'll come back to this. We're actually going to bring this part back. Yep. Um, the part two will happen next Friday. Instead of having to wait two weeks, you'll mm-hmm. get it next Friday. As a bonus. Um, yeah. Little bonus episode. We will continue with the following mm-hmm. Friday with the next episode. So it's yep. not going to be any, um, <clears throat> any change there. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I would like to apologize again for all the child and animal noises in the background. And um, the occasional phone beeping or cawing. And, yeah, the occasional yeah. phone sounds. Um, I am sorry about that. We we couldn't really control the environment as much as we wanted to be mm-hmm. able to. And um, we thought it would be a little more heavily edited, but actually, I, of course, later... We decided that we wanted to use mostly her, um, her raw, um, footage, footage is the wrong word, but yeah. Her raw interview. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, I hope you enjoyed this. We mm-hmm. will be back next Friday with the part two, um, to conclude our friend's interview about her, um, her life as a visionary. Yep. <laughs> So, um, hope you enjoyed. Thank you for journeying with us. To carry on, our links can be found at facebook.com slash confidentlyweird. Don't forget to subscribe. Until next time, be safe, be kind, and always stay confidently weird.